0: Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Amen. I'd like you to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you would, tonight. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you about vessels of honor. And my subtitle is God Save America. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Cody. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to begin to read tonight out of the New King James Version. And uh, the reason I say that is because normally I, I will meander and use a number of different translations tonight. And when we do that, I'll let you know, of course. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Nevertheless, I'm in, ver- I'm in verse 19. Did I tell you what verse I'm in? Is it behind me? Well, then there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows who are his. Isn't that good? The Lord knows who are his. Who are his. Do you know, you know you can't dupe the Holy Spirit? Those that toy around even with religious spirits and masquerade like they belong to God, God knows whether they're really his or not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I don't want you to miss that tonight. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from. From iniquity. I want to say to you right here let's not just depart from iniquity in our own lives, but let's choose to never partner with people who have joined themselves to iniquity. Let's depart from them. Are you hearing this tonight? But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wooden clay, some of honor, some for dishonor. And therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Isn't that who we desire to be? Now, I want to read it to you out of the Passion Translation. Same verses, 19 through 21. 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 21, the Passion Translation. But the firm foundation of God was written upon these two inscriptions. The Lord God recognizes those that are truly his, and everyone who worships the name of the Lord Jesus must forsake wickedness. There it is. It's very plain. Did y'all see that? It's very plain. You can't fool around. Everyone who worships the name of Jesus must forsake wickedness. Notice those that use the name of Jesus yet spawn wickedness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In a palace, you find many kinds of containers, tableware, for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold and silver. Some are made of wood and earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets, special occasions. Some for everyday use. But you, Timothy, you must see your life and your ministry this way. This is the Apostle Paul writing. You must see your life and your ministry this way. Your life and your ministry must not be disgraced. For you are a pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master. That's you, victory. Prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. Father, thank you again for this word. Every one of us desire in this hour to be a vessel of honor, vessels of honors that will forsake iniquity, vessels of honor that will not part with the spirit of wickedness. It's so clear. In this hour, we have to take our assignment seriously and stand on the Lord's side. Meaning that we understand what is sacred unto God. What is holy unto God. That we treasure the word of God. That we are people who will actually tremble at the word of the Lord. That we won't finagle it. We won't worm our way out of it. We won't concoct new excuses to get around it. We won't partner with evil. We won't partner in the day of wickedness or iniquity. But we'll stand with the Lord. I'm going to go beyond that. We are going to be a people who will love what God loves. And we will be a people who hates what God hates. Now, I know it's strong. It's not meant to be controversial. It's not meant to be provocative. It's the truth. There is a line of demarcation that is being drawn in this hour. We are in a civil war, and we are also experiencing a very unique civil war even within the church. This is why we must behave ourselves wisely in this hour. Are you with me? We have to be a people who love what God loves and hates what he hates. And I'm here to tell you, folks, no matter what they try to, the, try to force the church to do or not to do, they're not going to be our final authority. The Word of God, the Word of God is going to be our final authority. Let there be notes. Amen. Let it snow, let it snow notes, and let it snow. It's okay. Nobody touch them. Jesus is our highest example of what it means to be a vessel of honor. Isn't he awesome? Isn't Jesus awesome? He's the finest choices most regal, most noble, most holy vessel of honor. He pleased his Father perfectly in every way. His very life was the essence of the purity of worship that was arising before the Father that brought him joy unspeakable and full of glory. Imagine the joy that it brought the Father watching his Son in the earth realm do his work. Imagine the joy that it brought to our Heavenly Father watching His Son bring the kingdom. But there's an interesting scripture in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 that the Apostle Paul writes concerning Jesus. That Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness supreme above all. But what predicates that, Him being anointed with the oil of gladness above all, is that Jesus met the criteria of the Father of a vessel of honor. And here was the criteria. It says that Jesus loved righteousness and he hated lawlessness. Jesus loved righteousness, but he hated lawlessness. And because of it, Because that pleased the Father so much concerning His beloved Son, He said, I will anoint you with the oil of gladness supreme above all. Isn't that powerful? How would you like to be anointed like that? Then we have to meet the criteria. To those of you Online tonight, those of you in front of me tonight, those of you that will eventually end up finding this video or, or, or message audio form because someone here is going to send it to you or a friend and you're listening to it a month from now. These things take on a life form of their own. I found out this week uh, some people that were actually listening to my messages and I was shocked in a very good way. In a very good way. I was really blessed. To those of you who right now who have accurately discerned the times. To those of you who have loved righteousness. To those of you that have hated lawlessness. To those of you that have honored the word of the Lord. To those of you that stood with God's dream for the United States of America. For those of you that stood with President Donald John Trump and are still standing for one nation under God. Tonight, you should have great peace in your spirit and in your own conscience, knowing that you pleased the Lord and you made his word your final authority. You should have great peace, great resolve. Your conscience should be clean. You should be sleeping great tonight. Are you hearing me? You and I, we stood together for the dream that God put into our founding fathers. We voted for that dream. We voted for righteousness. We voted for life. We voted for what was true, and we voted against a lie. We voted for truth, we denied what was false. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You should be very at peace tonight. But know this there is a great miracle that is coming to the United States of America that Satan himself cannot stop. There's a miracle. Is coming. We have just witnessed in our lifetime, never could have dreamt it. We just witnessed in our lifetime the greatest theft and the greatest fraud in the history of the United States of America. It was an evil that was spawned on us. Let me just go forward and say it to you very plainly COVID 19 was the vehicle completely. To get us into a lockdown, that a lockdown would give way to mail-in ballots, that mail-in ballots would go into a fraudulent system of dominion so that it could put who it wanted in that White House. And let me tell you something, folks. It doesn't matter how many people in the earth realm try to suppress it and try to say that it's not true. You can't dupe heaven. God knows. God knows. The truth will not continue to be suppressed. It's going to come forth in shock and awe. A miracle. A miracle's coming. Oh. Hallelujah. These are the words of the Apostle Paul. First Corinthians chapter 16. This is the English Standard Version. I don't even know if we have that back there, but it says this it says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Come on, where's my guys? <laughs> Ooh-rah. <laughs> Ooh-rah. Be watchful. <laughs> Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. I want to tell you, folks, that word is for everybody. Ladies, that word's for you. It's time for us to be valiant. It's time for us to be bold as lions. It's time for us to be brave. We're not crawling into some caves being a bunch of wusses, being a bunch of pansies. I'll share with you in the Greek and in the Hebrew what wussy means later. It's deep. Just stay with me. This is not no time for us to be backing up. This is the time now where we stand strong in the Lord and we bear up under the word of the Lord. We keep our intercession pedal to the metal. We're not backing down. We're not giving up. And we're going to see a supernatural miracle from our God. This is not hype. It's not hype. It's not gimmicks. It's not being ignorant. I'm telling you, people will roll their eyes at us. Let them mock. Let them mock. Let them roll their eyes. Let them shun us. That's okay. Maybe you need to lose a few friends. I always pray over our life, Lord, keep us from dangerous relationships and dangerous people. I pray you make that your prayer. You want God to protect you and your children and your children's children and preserve them? Pray over your life, Lord, keep us from dangerous people. That's a good prayer. I want to share some things to you tonight just out of my heart, and I'm going to continue in the word too. I I've been processing. I'm still processing. You're processing. We are processing. We're looking at all of this. We're taking it before the Lord in prayer. I'm not shooting from the hip tonight. I've been with the Lord. I've been still before the Lord. I've been quiet before the Lord. I've cried my tears and they're not done. But I've cried my tears over America. I've wept with the Lord over America. So I'm not just shooting from the hip tonight. I am grieved. I'm very sober. I'm grieved about a lot. I'll tell you a few things that I wrote down tonight. I'm grieved for the soul of America. I'm grieved for the unborn. I'm grieved for the precious, innocent children of the United States. I'm grieved for the church. I'm grieved for church leadership. I'm grieved for... Businesses and entrepreneurs, the great workers of the United States of America, I'm, grie- I'm grieved for our national security. I'm grieved for our military. Where were those 25 soldiers when we needed them most last summer when our cities were being burned down? Now you want to pull them into, the, into Washington, D.C., have them sleep on the floor and in garages. Treat them as worthless. We needed them last summer, folks. And our military does feel betrayed. And I'm broken for them. Keep praying for our military. Keep praying for our generals. We have mighty, mighty patriots in our military, dear friend. I'll tell you what else I'm grieved over tonight. I am grieved over these wicked people who treat the American people as worthless. They are such vicious wolves. And I'm grieved. I'm angry, too. You know, the Scripture scripture doesn't say, don't be angry. The scripture doesn't say don't be angry. The scripture says be angry and sin not. Somebody say amen. Yesterday, many of us know that it was forty-eight years ago. Forty-eight years ago, yesterday, Roe v. Wade was signed into law. And as of tonight, just in America, dear friends, just in America, 62 million babies, destinies, lives, precious kids that would have grown up to be fathers and mothers, aunts and uncles, gone. I weep over this. And I know that our God weeps over this. God has emotions, my friend. God has emotions. To be a friend of God means you care about the emotions and the feelings and the dreams and the intentions of God. It means you care for that. If we will be true friends of God, it means we will care about the feelings and the emotions of God. All you have to do is read the scripture and see that God burns with great anger. That God delights and spins like a top with joy over his children. What is that? It's emotions. It's pure love. Pure exhilaration over his kids. He has feelings. Today in the White House, today, today in the White House, Biden and Harris were working hard to codify Roe v. Wade. What they're trying to do is to make sure that if any time in the near future that the Supreme Court tries to overturn Roe v. Wade, they won't be able to do it because it'll be codified federal law. I pray that this will never be. Our decree is not changing we will see abortion abolished in our lifetime. I don't have to go long and hard whatsoever. This is a very educated audience. I don't have to go long and hard whatsoever about the platform or the vile vomit from this administration. What they have pledged themselves to do, they're going to do. But there's a miracle from on high that is coming. (laughs) 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to begin to read in verse 1. I charge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. <laughs> I just saw what I did there. At his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Watch this. This is Paul writing his, his apprentice, Timothy. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and teaching. Do y'all see that word it starts with an L that you just read there? Do do you know that? Do you know that preaching the gospel comes with long suffering? <laughs> you know that pastoring or shepherding and leading God's people comes with a whole lot of suffering. He says, with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come. They're not going to be able to endorse sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they're going to heap up for themselves, teachers, I don't want you to miss these next words, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. They will turn their ears away from the truth. They will turn their ears away from the truth. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. And they'll be turned aside to fables, but you, you be watchful in all things. You endure afflictions, and you do the work of an evangelist, and you fulfill your ministry. We are in an hour. We are at a time. We're in a generation right now that is turning their ears away from the truth. Why do you think everybody's schizophrenic? Why do you think kids are waking up and not knowing what gender they are? Are you hearing what I'm saying? People are turning their heart, the ears of their heart and their spirit away from the truth. Those that have a desire to know the truth in this time. The Holy Spirit will bring illumination to those. If you are truly seeking truth, God, you won't get lost in the shuffle of 7 billion people on the earth. God will seek you out. He'll find you. And he'll reveal the truth to you. I don't know everybody in this room tonight, but I'm going to tell you. If you're in this room and you are seeking truth, the Holy Spirit will reveal that truth to you. And truth has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Truth is a person. And truth is an encounter with the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Come on, I heard that. That's where I'm at. So tonight, I'm going to make an apology, and it's not an apology over the words of the apostles and prophets, because the words of the apostles and prophets were right on. I want to give you an apology, though, tonight for Christian leaders who have joined themselves to this abomination. I want to give you an apology tonight for Christians that voted for this abomination. Can I just tell you, they didn't go into it naive. They knew the platform. They knew the agenda. They knew the criteria. They knew it all. They didn't go into it, brother, naive. They knew what they were voting for, yet they partnered with wickedness and darkness. That's a scary thing. I'm going to give a warning tonight. Never align yourself with evil. I am deeply sorry. It's my apology. For the weakness, the absurdity that goes on in Christian leadership. One, way we're th- one day we're this way, the next day we're that way. You know what James calls that? He calls that being blown by the wind. He calls that a wave that is tossed to and fro. He calls that being a double-minded man. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm amazed at Christian leaders who have blessed, blessed, and aligned themselves with this abomination. These leaders, they they have brought all their congratulatory blessings upon Biden and Harris. I'll tell you what. I think it's disgusting. I think it's so disgusting. And I'll tell you another thing. God's furious about it. He is. You're not going to play games with God. You're not going to stand in pulpits and preach his gospel. You hear this. You're not, you're not going to stand in pulpits. Leaders stand in pulpits all across this country and then vote for that abomination. Stand and partner with that abomination. I don't care who they are, folks. I don't care who they are. When I watch Bishop T.D. Jakes and the garbage that came out of his mouth on the news embracing this, it's utterly shocking. You want to stand with the baby butchers? You're going to reap corruption. It's a dangerous thing to align yourself with evil. And I've said already tonight, God's throne will not be mocked. It won't be mocked. But this is what they want. The kind of wishy-washy leadership that we deal with in 2021 in the church right now, this is what they want. They want appeasement. They're They're into appeasement. They're into passivity. That's what they want. They're into a peaceful compromise. Let's just have a peaceful compromise. And the reason that they talk like this is because they want people to think that they're full of honor. It's just what we do, it's the next administration. We're to honor, we're to show dignity. All the while, while they're showing their honor and what they believe to be wisdom, they are actually dishonoring the very throne of Jesus. You can't have it both ways, brother. You can't have it both ways. You still with me in this house? Jesus said this He said, Blessed are the peacemakers. He didn't say, Blessed are the peacekeepers. And there's worlds of difference between the two. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. I'm going to preach on that another time. These leaders are doing this. I'm going to tell it to you plainly. They'd rather tolerate Jezebel. They would rather tolerate an antichrist spirit. Let's just leave it alone. We talked about that last week. Just leave it alone. Let's just appease the people. They want unity. They want comfort. They want tolerance. They want passivity. They want rest. Mm -hmm. They want rest. Just go along with it. Now, I know this is strong, and I know it could offend people, and that's all right. I'm not worried about it. Their discernment and their judgment, dear friends, is not naive. Their discernment and their judgment is detestable, and it's appalling to God. The voice of the Lord, through His messengers in this hour, that's going to thunder. They're going to stand under the word of the Lord. They're not going to yield, and they're not going to buckle. They're not, they're not going to compromise. It's going to separate the men from the boys. It's going to separate those who have true faith, and this is their final authority from those that are playing the game of church. That's the hour we're in, my friend. Now, above all, you need to hear this. Jesus is calling those to repent. Jesus is calling them to repent. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Isaiah chapter 5, very familiar passage. Maybe this is new to you, and that's okay. Make it familiar to you. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. It says, woe to those who call evil good and call good evil. Woe. Woe to those. Woe to those who call evil good and call good evil. Woe to those who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What does that sound like? What does that sound like? I'll tell you. Let me give you an example. That says that We're going to make you pay for global abortions around the world. Woe to those who call evil good. Woe! But I still believe. And here's what I believe. I believe that there is a divine shock and awe that is coming to judge this masquerade. The Holy Spirit, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, the Holy Spirit is at work. We say around here, God is in the details. The devil's not in my details. God is in my details. The Holy Spirit is in the details of all of this and God's not going to remain silent either. The Holy Spirit is rooting through the deep depravity, corruption, and filth of the belly of the beast that has so tormented this country for decades. And there is coming an appointed time, an appointed time where the Holy Spirit is going to pull back the curtain and he's going to reveal it all. There is going to be shock and awe. Here's what I've been praying for many years, and my wife knows. She remembers. I wrote it in my journal when I heard the Lord say it to me. He said, Son, I want you to begin. This is about four years ago. He said, Son, I want you to begin to agree with me in prayer and de- declare grace, grace over the nation. Because when the truth is finally unveiled to this nation, it's going to require extraordinary grace for them to receive the truth. I've preached to you many times about Romans 13. You can put it in your notes tonight, Romans 13, 1 through 8. Look at it later. But it talks about God's true Avengers coming on the scene. I just like Avengers, period. (laughs) I want to be Captain America. How's that? I don't think I would make a very good, incredible hawk. But God says true Avengers, and those that have legitimate authority authority they will come on the scene. First of all when, when you look at Romans 13 God describes to us what legitimate authority is and what illegitimate authority is. You have to be able to discern the difference between legitimate authority and illegitimate authority. Okay? Legitimate authority that has God's anointing and God's backing are the ones that God takes like a weapon in his own hand. And he says they are an avenger that will go forth punishing and bringing vengeance upon evil. It's what we saw the last four years from Donald John Trump. He was an avenger in the hand of God. He became a weapon in the hand of God. And the church was vomiting over his past. Oh, his, his dirty laundry was so... Oh, and the church vomited over that. Yet, when he stepped into the office as a new Christian, learning how to hear the voice of God, seeing the great people of God stand around him... Pray for him, teach him how to pray, teach him how to receive, preach, or teach him how to receive the prophetic words. When he saw the power of that, look what happened to his life. He became an instrument, a weapon in the hand of God that brought punishment and vengeance upon evil. What is an illegitimate leader? Oh, but Brian, God raises up all leaders. No, you're wrong. No, 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 no. You're not rightly dividing the word of truth. See, my friend, if you study to show yourself approved unto God, it says. Study the word of God to show yourself approved unto God that you may be able to rightly divide the word of truth. If you can rightly divide, divide the word of truth, it also stands to say you can wrongly divide the word of truth. If you can rightly divide the the word of truth, you can also wrongly divide the word of truth. In Romans 13, God lays out clearly what, it's not that God just raises up all leaders. Come on. Did God raise up Hitler? Have we gone bonkers? And sacred Germany stood there floored as a a man possessed by the devil decimated the purity of those beautiful people. And what's sad was the corruption that was in the church caused sacred Germany, half of them, to flood into the abomination because preachers were saying that God raised up Hitler. Why? Why? Because God raises up all leadership. And if God raised him up, we're just supposed to follow him blindly. That's history, folks. That's history. Thank God for Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Karl Barth and all the rest of those mega men of God who were standing against it and said, don't you dare bow down to this. A real leader that God anoints and God raises up, they punish evil. What we're seeing right now in 72 hours is not leadership. It's not leadership. It's just demons gone wild. That's right. And I ain't going to apologize for it. These people are totally demonized. They are out to spawn evil, decimate this country. And if they can, bring us to a level that we've never dreamed of so that they can plummet us in to a new world order, into an allegiance to the Antichrist himself. I pray to God we will be a sheep nation in this hour. Now, what I'm talking about tonight, I want to be clear about this. There's people that troll me. <laughs> There's people that watch on purpose because they're ready to pounce. Anything that I can say can be used against me. That's fine. That's fine. It's all out there, and I'm not backing down from it. I'm a messenger of the Lord. But I want to be clear tonight about something. Our emphasis, let me say it to you like this. The mountaintop of what we're talking about tonight is not Donald Trump. The zenith of God's great dream of what we're talking about is not Donald Trump. But I want to be clear about this. Donald Trump's divine calling, leadership mantle is very special to God. It is his divine assignment. And the prophetic words, hear me, the prophetic words over Donald Trump are still alive. Those prophetic words, all the words that the apostles and the prophets and the intercessors and the warriors, what we've been decreeing, what we heard from heaven and declared in the earth realm, glory to God, those words are still alive. And they're alive on his life. As sure as the prophetic words over your life are alive, they're alive on him in Mar-a-Lago right now. And we can't stop speaking over them too. Because the Lord's going to provoke him and arouse him in a holy way for something new that's coming. What is the big picture? The mountaintop of what we're discussing tonight is how Jesus Christ will redeem the United States of America back to himself. This is about God's great redemption story. God's, and I'm writing the book now, Prodigal Nation. This, here's, here's the mountaintop. God's great dream. What is in his heart is wooing the United States of America back to him. His plan is not going to fail. The Prodigal Nation is going to return home to a good, good father, a perfect father, an everlasting father, a covenant-keeping father. The king will have his glory. Folks, the king will have his glory. All of this fraudulent, corrupt garbage that I just want to see flushed down the toilet, the king's going to have his glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? And I've said it to you many times, folks. We're at the Mount Carmel. We're at the hour of a divine confrontation. There will be an open display and spectacle of exposure and judgment. There will be an open display and a spectacle of exposure and judgment. It's not enough just to expose. Did you hear what I said? How many of you know? It's not enough to expose. If you saw the inauguration, you watched Bill and Hillary just walk right in there. They should be rotting in a jail cell right now contemplating their eternity. And there they walk right in, exposed, no judgment. Obamas, traitors of the country, walk right in. Everybody applause them. Everybody... Gives them knuckles. There's coming a spectacle of exposure and judgment. Yes. Judgment from God. You know how I'm, I'm convinced of this? Because the Lord possessed his ecclesia in the earth to decree it, pray it, say it. Day and night, night and day, 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 day and night night and day, filling the bowls, filling the bowls, filling the bowls, son, pray this with me in the earth realm, come into agreement with me in the earth realm, say it, say what I'm saying, I'm going to deal with the wicked, I'm going to deal with the wicked, nothing can stop it, nothing can stop it. I believe that the righteous are going to rejoice from sea to shining sea. And as for the church leaders who have joined themselves to this illegitimate authority, I pray that the spirit of revelation and the spirit of understanding comes upon them and they repent. They repent. I want you to look at another portion of scripture. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to take some water. So turn turn your pages slowly. Second Corinthians 6. Do you know it's the word of the Lord that those that put their hope in God will never be put to shame? Isn't that awesome? you 're not in shame right now we 're not in shame there 's no shame on your faces tonight. I see the radiance of God on your face tonight. This place was a thunderbolt tonight. My God, I thought I was at the Super Bowl. I heard someone say the other day <laughs> prophetically the prophetically hearing us the the <laughs> The Super Bowl should actually be, be between the Patriots versus the Steelers. <laughs> now, you got to hear that in the spirit because I'm not a fan of Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm not a fan of either the Patriots or the Steelers. Dear Jesus. I haven't even watched a football game this season, not one game this season. haven't even watched it. I re- and I really enjoy football. I really enjoy football. Haven't watched one game. It's Probably good for me. It's probably good for me. <laughs> Here's the Apostle Paul crying out to the church tonight. I'm going to begin read, to, to read in verse 14. And as as I just set these scriptures before you tonight, I just want to give you context of just the landscape of America right now, where we're at. And really, where the church is at, as we face such compromise and complacency in the world, as we face compromise inside the church, leadership that are just so willing to roll over and lay down and partner with that God calls this detestable. Okay? Let's read it together. Look at it. Verse 14, he says, do not, be, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Well, everybody should say none. Notice that. This is interesting. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Remember that verse I read to you out of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9 about Jesus? He loved righteousness and hated what? So here's, here's Paul's point. What in the world? How, how can righteousness and lawlessness even have fellowship? They can't. That's his whole point. They can't. And what communion has light with darkness? Uh, none, Paul. What accord has Christ with Belial? Belial is another word for Satan. What accord has Christ with, with Satan? Well, obviously, I, it's not a trick question. It's none. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Therefore, watch these next words. Come out from among them. Come out from among them. Come out. Come out. Come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. That word separate means to be set apart, consecrated, holy unto God. If I'm going to be separate, it means that I am being consecrated unto the Lord. I'm becoming sacred, sanctified unto his word. Where did we start? It means that I'm going to be a vessel of honor. If I'm going to be separated unto God, it means I'm going to become a vessel of honor for the master's use for every good work. And there will not be any place of compromise. Because you can't join the two together. So do not touch what is unclean, and then I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you, and you'll be, you'll be sons and daughters of, to me, says the Lord Almighty. And you know, when the scriptures were written, when the scriptures were written, they weren't written in chapters. It was only later until uh, the, the King James Version where they began to separate into sections and chapters. If you look at the very next verse in your Bible, it says, Therefore, beloved, having these precious promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's what's been happening. I'll do this fast. It's it's another crucifixion of the flesh, it's the purification of our lives. Therefore, beloved, having these precious promises, what is the promise? The promise is this. If you come out from the world and you refuse, let's just use this word not tonight, not just to touch, but to partner with evil. Let's go a step further, not to vote for that evil. If you'll come out from the world and you'll touch not the unclean thing, I'll receive you. And here's the promise. I'll be a father to you, and I will call you my son and my daughter. Notice that. Anyone just can't claim and call themselves just a son and daughter of God. There's only one way to the Father. You've got to come through the blood. You've got to come through the cross of Jesus. Jesus. But then after the cross, you can't play around and dilly-dally around and flirt with the world and play the world's games and worship the world's gods and celebrate their gods and celebrate their people. Are you hearing me? You can't do it. You can't do it. God knows who are truly his and who are not. He knows. It's the first scripture I read to you tonight. God knows who belong to him. Looks like these notes are having babies up here. There's just notes, notes, and notes, notes, and more notes. It's just, it's just all over. It's pretty good. Come on. I heard that. Come on. As for us tonight, Victory, as for us, we are going to hold the line. As for us, this house, those of you that are partners with us, those of you that are with us online, those of you that are becoming new partners to this family, as for us, we're drawing the line and we're saying thus far no more. We're holding the line and we're not backing up and we're not compromising. And as I declared last week, and I'm going to declare it again, we're not going to let anyone steal our inheritance from our founding fathers that they gave us. We're not going to allow anyone to steal our heritage and our inheritance. What we have to continue to pray is that the power of God comes on display and deals with this madness in this nation. Folks, with all my heart, now hear me. Those of you that are new to my life, You see some of the people that I run with. You see some of the people I'm friends with. I don't have confidence in what I'm preaching because I'm friends with so-and-so and and they believe this with all their heart. No, no. My, My anchor is not in my relationships even with generals. My anchor is in the word of the Lord and it's forever fixed. My heart and mind have been totally renewed to this. I know God is going to expose and judge what has happened. You know why? He put it in our heart to pray it and say it and decree it. And, and. Please hear this word right. God does not love Americans more than he loves people in Chile. Argentina Guatemala No he doesn't he doesn't love Americans more He treasures and cherishes and delights in this country because this country was founded in a covenant to please God almighty and worship him alone as God Israel was chosen Israel was chosen to give us the Lamb of God who would deliver us from our sin, the tyranny of sin, the tyranny of sickness and disease and iniquity. God chose these humble people, Israel, to birth forth the Savior of the world. God used Israel. But God raised up and created the United States of America So that we would be the voice that would herald the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. And we're still doing it. this year this year this local church the movement of the holy spirit that's being birthed in here we're going into revival we are going into revival we're going into awakening we're also going into the streets of sarasota this year we're going into outreach we're going into tents We're going to do some radical stuff this year. We're going to see a mighty harvest of souls. We are going. We are going into revival. We are going to grow into a mighty apostolic force that will be unstoppable. We are growing. God is grooming us as an apostolic force that will not be able to be stopped. It's going to require all of us. It's going to require all of us. We are going to arise in great wisdom. God's going to give us the strategies. God's going to give us the revelation. He's going to give us the authority and the advancement to do it. He's going to give us great favor. I'm going to close with one scripture tonight, Joshua 1.9. I hope every one of you go get a tattoo of this across your back. It was a word from the Lord. What are you laughing about? <laughs> have I not commanded you? Gosh, I love this. Have I not commanded you? Would you read it with me? Be strong have good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Our media is back there playing around. I'm teasing. He says, I want you to be strong. It's interesting. I've commanded you. I've commanded you. Be strong. Be courageous. I love it. God says, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. I want you to put your Bibles aside, and I'm going to pray a prayer over us tonight. You know what I love in here is I, I feel faith. I feel mighty powerhouse faith. I'm so proud of this body, how you came in tonight. I mean, we're in an epic storm in the United States, and look at you coming in here radical, full of faith, ready to put your strap on your feather boa and dr- jump off the top rope and power drive the devil I watched you come in here. Yeah. Hawk Hogan was just coming out tonight. I saw you. I saw you. I won't forget it. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Hebrews chapter 6. He said, for without faith it is impossible to please God. Say that with me. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then he goes on, he says, for he who comes to God, he must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. You know, all do the fast. Those of you that have read the devotions, Jesus was saying it again, Matthew six over and over. Go into the secret place. My father wants to reward you. Go into the secret place. My Father wants to reward you. There's something about our Father. He's so into rewards. It's awesome. God's going to reward us too in this fast. I want you to expect. Just look for. Look for rewards just to start manifesting. We don't know how they're going to come. We don't know when they're going to come. Just look. Just say, God... I've honored you in this fast. Maybe God's going to have you jump into the fast. Maybe you're jumping in late. Go for it. I want you to stand tonight, and I'm going to pray a prayer for us. God has really helped me preach this word. I'm beyond exhausted. He's really helped me. And I hope this word tonight has helped you. Why don't you take a hand? Those of you that are online with us tonight, if you just bow your head and close your eyes with us. We don't normally do that. But I just want you to close your eyes, bow your heads tonight. Tonight, if you're in this room. And you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Tonight is the night you must give your life to him. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's written an everlasting love story over your life. Jesus loves you. He died for you, bled for you, gave his life. And Father God raised him from the dead as conqueror and king. He's the lover of your soul. And if you're in this room tonight and you need to make Jesus Christ your Lord, do it tonight. Don't leave this room without giving your heart to him and your life to him. You simply have to pray, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are Lord. I believe you are Christ. And I ask you, come into my heart. I make you my Lord. Come into my heart tonight. I make you my Lord and Savior. I put my faith in you. Pray that prayer tonight. Mean it with everything that you are, everything in the fiber of your being. And you will be saved. And your sins will be forgiven. Your brand new life will begin. You will become born again. I want to pray this prayer over you tonight with your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, thank you for tonight. To you be the glory and the honor, power and the majesty. To you be the glory. To you be the glory. Jesus, receive your glory. Have your glory. Father, we thank you that even in this crucible hour for the United States of America, that you are warring to save us. You are warring over this great country to save America. Even now, you are exposing, you are rooting through. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We bless your mighty work, your unstoppable work, your unquenchable work. Holy Spirit, you are rooting through the belly of the beast. And Holy Spirit, we thank you. The appointed time is coming. Say that with me. The appointed time is coming. Say it again. The appointed time is coming for full exposure and righteous judgment. Full exposure, righteous judgment, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, you will not leave this unanswered. You will not leave this unanswered. You will not remain silent. But you're going to light up this darkness with the radiance of your face. I thank you for angel armies, Lord, right now that are released over America. I thank you for Michael, your mighty archangel who is warring and fighting for this country. Lord man has had their platform, their pomp, their masquerade. Man has had their witches sing their songs, their filth. They're filth. Lord, we decree tonight you're going to have the last laugh. For you sit in the heavens and you laugh and you mock the wicked in their foolishness. I thank you that angel armies are warring for the United States of America. Glory to God. I declare that Jesus is the shepherd of the nations. He's the shepherd of America. I declare that America is the Lord's and he will have us. He will have us. And we declare tonight, America shall be saved. Decree it tonight with me. America shall be saved. Come on, decree it with me. Decree it. Decree it. Decree it. Decree it. it. America shall be saved. Glory. Now, I believe there's a shout in you. Just release it to the Lord in faith. Henry, if you don't get on those drums in 30 seconds, I'm going to kick you in the behind. You better get on those drums right now in Jesus' name. I see you move, you move a mountain, and I believe, I'll see you do it again, you made a way, Cody sing, please. Where there was no and I believe. Let's call America back to God tonight. Come on. Everyone, just call America back to God. Call the prodigal nation home. Call the prodigal nation home. Call in deliverance. You decree it. God will deliver us from evil. You decree it. God will deliver us from evil. In this room tonight and you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart Jesus I make you the Lord of my life if you're in here tonight and you said Jesus I make you the Lord of my life I'm making you my Savior tonight I want you to just lift your hand so I can see you if you're in the room and this was your commitment tonight okay praise God praise God praise God trying to lean on this. I can barely stand. (laughs) The altars are open tonight to seek the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you feel drawn to come tonight, altars are open. Cody, if you just bring it down, let's just continue to let the fragrance of worship arise tonight. We love you guys. We bless you. Thank you for being here at Victory. Please, real quick, please look this way. Thank you for making it a priority to be here at Victory. This church is going somewhere in God. This church, this ministry has a great destiny. Jesus is the shepherd of this flock. And we're going somewhere great this year in 2021 with God. You're in a new church. We're just over three years old. What's God going to do? He'll receive all the glory. We love you guys. Thank you for new friends coming. Thank you for joining with us. We love you and we bless you. Have a miracle week. Be encouraged. Make sure you see my devotional tomorrow for coming off the fast. Be careful if you've went all 21 21 days, just be careful. I put some very practical, good instructions to help you and to protect you too. Coming off the fast, so use wisdom. We love you. We bless you. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.